From Tally to Cali, it's time to wake up. Warchant.com is your ultimate seminal sports source. And this is Wake Up Warchant, presented by Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. One more, now here's Warchant.com's ass on Hunch of Andy and Corey Clark. What is up, everybody? It is Wake Up Board Champ, presented by the Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. Coming up on today's show, schedule, reaction, it's finalized, dates, times. We know all this. Well, not the times, but the dates. That's important, right? Wake Up Board Champ, presented by the Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. That's in Tallahassee, Florida. CPTallyBar.com is a website. Usually, lunch specials go from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m., but it's Tuesday, y'all. It's trivia night. It's taco night. All day, all night, over at the Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. Check them out cptallybar.com is the website. You can always hit the QR code on your screen. It takes you right to the website. Warchant.com is our website. That'd be Corey Clark and myself. It's the ultimate symbol support source. $29.99 gets you premium full access from this moment on if you sign up all the way up until September 1st, two days before the opener against LSU. Thumbs up, five-star rating and review. We certainly would appreciate it. Corey, how are you, man? You're coming right off doing the live show with uh, Jeff and Tom, apparently. Not not mm. the headlines crew, a little audible. Right. Hot route, Did a little hot audible. Route. Ira, Ira was writing down, uh, you know, writing the story for the site. So we just decided to do, uh, not the headlines crew, but Tom is a great uh, mm. sub. He's a good sub. He's a good guy to, uh, you know, come out of the pen when you need him. He's like Mariano Rivera. Um, I, yeah, man, I'm doing well, doing good. I thought that was uh, all in all. It's not like it could be a unfavorable schedule necessarily um, with the teams that are on it. But, uh, you know, I thought they did all right by Florida State. I'm intrigued by LSU and Clemson being in the same month. Mm. Um, but other than that, I thought it broke, you know, about as well as you could expect for, for Florida State. How do we do this? Do we just go week by week like they did on the show? I know you're tired, big dog. Um, but obviously we knew that. Well, you can game. read it. Why don't you just read the whole schedule for the people that haven't, that haven't seen it? Or, and that's yeah. a wrap. So Florida State obviously starts the season off on Labor Day Sunday. That's September 3rd in Orlando Camping World Stadium where they finished this past year. Uh, they'll be taking on LSU. After that, they will be at home that following Saturday, September 9th, against Southern Miss. And then they hit the road for their ACC opener September 16th at Boston College. That's followed up by Clemson the 23rd of September in Death Valley. That's got to be the earliest we've played Clemson since, I don't know, what, 2007 when we played them on Labor Day? Uh, by week after that, then you come out of the bye week starting on October 7th with a three-game homestand. Virginia Tech, then Syracuse. And then Duke, followed by Rhodes at Wake and Pitt on the 28th. And then that takes you into November at Pitt, November 4th. And then you close out the season in the state of Florida on the 11th of November. You host Miami, the team that you throttled last season. North Alabama Division Two comes to town on the 18th. And then you head to Ben Grill, uh, Ben Grill, Ben Hill Griffin Stadium to take on the Gators. November 25th, closing it out. So... Shout out Florida Turnpike. We'll be on there to start the season and end the season if you're coming from Tallahassee. So, yeah, I mean, the only thing that – I don't know. You you talked about – you wrote about showcasing Florida State. I don't know, maybe trying to take care of Florida State to a certain degree. Um, not the Boston College. I mean, you're not playing the Patriots. It's not Bill Belichick. But to go roadie-roadie, like road game at Boston College, then at Clemson. Meanwhile, Clemson, they'll have been, they'll played – 
whoever the Buccaneers are, is that like Charleston Southern maybe? And yes, then they get correct. FA- yep. Oh, nice. Yep. Crush it, Aslan. Then FAU yeah. and then Florida State. Meanwhile, you got to go at Boston College, start your conference play, and then you head to Clemson. But, I mean, Clemson's been all right for, what, seven or eight years, so maybe they get a little bit of preferential treatment this time around. Beat them this year, then they start catering everything towards Florida State. That was the only thing that kind of made me somewhat raise my eyebrow. I was like, man, they're going to make those go back-to-back on the road? Uh, not, a, not a huge fan of that, but again, you know, not everybody's going to be excited. Everyone's got probably something to gripe about. That's my gripe, if you want to call it that. Yeah, I I was it wasn't more that it wasn't certainly the the BC and Clemson as much as LSU and Clemson being two of your first four games because theoretically there's a there's a world where you're two and two after four games and your chances of being in the playoff are done after four weeks. You get all excited and all this momentum and everybody's all fired up about Florida State and its return you hope to glory or at least playoff contention and there's a chance by the end of September you're already done because you're not getting in with two losses. So that that you're done. Uh, most, I mean, I guess there's extenuating circumstances. Look, if Not you lose this coming you, season, next season, once they go to twelve teams, we're all right. But four, I teams, mean, but if you go, teams, yeah, probably. I don't know that there's been a two loss team that's made the playoff yet. So uh, I, I just don't think that's in the cards. But I mean, you know, theoretically, you could still beat Clemson. You could play them again. You could run the table, beat Clemson again. And what if LSU's undefeated? So your only two losses are to the number one team in the country and Clemson, who you then went and beat. Uh, I guess there's an argument to be made, but as we all know, living on planet Earth, if you lose both those games in September, you're not going to be in the playoff, but you can still win an ACC championship. Um, I get I get why they did it, because this is the first year that Florida State and Clemson can play in the championship game. Right. And there's a pretty good shot they will. It's not written in stone, but there's a pretty good shot they will. So you get two months in between. Instead of playing them like the last week of October, the first week of uh, November, and then a month later you're playing them again, well, no, now you get two months off before you play them again. Um, nine weeks, whatever that would be. Um, so that you know that would make it a little more intriguing, I think, from their, their vantage point. Um, I just, again, I, I would have liked, if you lose to LSU, I'd like a little more runway to get momentum back before you play Clemson when you play instead of Southern Miss – at BC, and now you're playing at Clemson again. But again, like you said, you got to play them at some point. Um, and you know, at BC, if you're going to Boston, that's not the worst time to go, right? Yeah. September uh, weather won't be an issue. Um, I was more, I was more intrigued, um, not dismayed. That's not the right word, but uh, you know, raised an eyebrow on the the other two, the 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 other road trip of the season, mm. which is at Wake and at Pitt back to back. Um, and then home against Miami. That's an interesting little set there because, you know, Wake's beaten you every time they played you here recently. Um, at Pitt, probably won't be easy. Pitt's a pretty good program. And then you got a rivalry game at home. Um, so that's, you know, that could be a little tricky there. But the fact of the matter is, if you're who you think you are as a football team in 2023, no matter how these games are stacked up, you, you, need, you know, you, you should win many more than you lose. And LSU and Clemson were always going to be your two toughest games. And you can take the flip side and be a, uh, an optimist and say, what if you go 4-0 in September? Well, buddy, if you win those two games in September, you're number three in the country, maybe number two, and you're going to be that with, with those games coming up over the next month, you're going to be at least top three in the country for a month. You might be top three in the country the whole season. Uh, that's a that's a really cool place to be. So, uh, you know, I... I there's not really a lot to nitpick with, but there's always going to be some nitpicking because it's a schedule. 
That's really cool to think about, right? 4-0, <laughs> ranked second in the nation, going into the bye week. And then, like, I don't know. I don't I don't think they would play. I don't know. I mean, like, is Virginia Tech going to trip you up? Like, you look at these teams, and, I, you know, I kind of want to unzip myself and be like, damn, man, get a hold of yourself. This team, you know. Unzip yourself. That's well, a get, phrase. You know, be like, hey, man, like, don't get too drunk on the Kool-Aid here. I mean, we're not. We're not talking 85 Bears invincibility here with this team, but you would think, man, they go four and zero. I mean, I'm 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 buying. A There's ticket. not a lot of potholes, right? No. If you're four and zero and playing with that kind of confidence, it doesn't look like a lot of potholes because you're playing for something. The one thing you, the one way I think you could get tripped up, this team could get tripped up by a lesser team, which is everybody but LSU and Clemson, is if you don't feel like you're playing for anything, and you kind of go through the motions or you don't you don't practice well that week. You don't take it as serious. You don't have the focus you should. You don't have the right mindset. Then you, maybe you can lose at home to Duke, or you can lose on the road at Pitt. But if you're 8-0 at Pitt, I can't imagine you're not going to – I mean, you, you yeah. know what you're playing for. So, yeah, I, I think that, uh, that that's my one worry with the schedule, and I mentioned it on the live show, is that if you do go 2-2, two and two, what's the – and to start in that first four – and look, man, that's a, that's a possibility. It's not a probability. If we want to call at LSU and Orlando and at Clemson both 50-50-ish games, I mean, the spread will be three, five points either way. Odds are you're going to win one of them. Uh, and you have as, just as good a chance of winning both of them as you do winning none of them. But if you do lose both of them and you're 2-2 two and two, and all these guys came back and all these portal guys came in to chase a championship and that has been crashed by September – you wonder what the what the outlook and the mindset would be for October, especially when you look at those teams coming in. Yeah, but you, you just, have that's all. That's all. That's the only real concern I have with that schedule is how soft it is in October after being so. I mean, you're going to play two top ten teams your first four games. But the whole fact of the matter is that you can still make it to Charlotte. I know that's not the ultimate yeah, championship correct. you want, but even if you're two and two, you're still playing with the sort yes. of carrot dangling of you know win enough and you can probably be second in the conference and then you go get play to go to charlotte again. and then yep. if you win that one shoot you might be in a new year's six bowl and you're still you're on an upward trajectory yeah oh for sure that's how we look at it as as what we do and that's how the coaching staff and most fans would look at it at the end of the year but these players that are coming back for the sole purpose to chase a national championship uh, not the sole purpose, but that right. they've all mentioned that that they want chief, to they, be in a purpose, playoff. Right. Yeah, if that's taken from them late September, that's that's the only. But yes, I mean, I, and I don't know how big a carrot getting to Charlotte is for those guys. It should be none of them have ever been there, um, so it should be a big. It should. I mean, I mean they might have visited Charlotte. It's a great city. Yeah. Maybe they caught a Panthers game or a Bobcats game, but uh, but you know they've never been there for that game, so it should be a, still a, a very big carrot. Um, and, and look, man, they showed that they could rally again this past season. It was a different mindset, different team, different goals and expectations, I think, when the season started. But still, they showed they could rally from a, from a disappointing month to come back and close it out really, really well. So it's not like the season would be over at the end of September. It would just be like a big bummer in the sense that like, okay, what, what are you looking forward to to uh, show how much better you've gotten? What, what is the marquee game you're looking at? Virginia Tech at home, Duke at home, at Pitt, Miami at home, who you just beat forty-five to three, at Florida. It's just that that's that's one thing that I the, the one the only worry I have about that schedule is how front-loaded it is, and how soft it is in October in the dog days, and then you know coming back you got Miami and Florida two of your last three games. 
You do have Southern Miss and Boston College sandwiched between those two Titans, though. I mean, I get it, though. I mean, you, you, you said it well, though. What That's two of your first four games against top ten teams. I don't know how many other programs around the country can say that, but I mean, that's a pretty nice layout still, regardless. Southern Miss, Boston College, I'm not scared. I'm not scared, Corey. No, no, yeah, sure, man. You, should, you shouldn't be scared of Southern Miss and Boston College. But, yeah, it's cool that they uh, – um, you're at Boston in the middle of September, um, at Pittsburgh after the Pirates are done playing, so you won't get – unless they're in the World Series. Hey, mm. crazier things have happened, right? Maybe the Pirates are in the World Series. Uh, but I, w- I was intrigued a little uh, – like I said, uh, the eyebrow raised a little bit with at Wake and at Pitt. I-, I thought Miami would be sandwiched in between them at home. Um, it's just kind of an odd schedule the way it breaks out as you get your, your only home game in the first six weeks of the season is Southern Miss on a short week because then you've got two road games and a bye – and then you come back home for Virginia Tech. So, again, but we knew this was a deal. We knew this was the deal, right? It's not a great home schedule by any means. So none of them are going to be attractive except for that Miami game. VitaminEnergy.com. Use the promo code WARCHANTBOGO, WARCHANT, B-O-G-O. Vitamin Energy, a powerful boost of energy that nourishes your body with vitamins and supports healthy weight loss and much more. It's vitamin and it's energy. Take, for example, the Vitamin Energy Sport Plus Blue Raspberry, delicious on the palate, Corey. Big fan. Big fan. Vitamins mm. B6, B12. You got some potassium, some leucine, and you also have like three other things I can't even pronounce that are good for you, as well as coenzyme Q10, which we all know is the cat's pajamas, and 260 milligrams of natural caffeine. That will get you going for seven-plus hours. And the cool thing is no crash still, Corey. Yeah. Smooth- Talking about no potholes on the schedule, no potholes in your day when you take a vitamin energy shot. Yeah, and I guess I don't know because I've never done these before until now. But, yeah, I, that's one thing I was worried about. It's like, okay, what happens after seven hours? Am I just going to nosedive into the, into the woods or into the ground? And uh, no, no, you don't, you don't really feel it at all. I mean, you don't feel like – and I don't know if that – I assume that's a thing with the other ones. But it's, it's certainly not a thing with this one. It's not like all of a sudden after seven hours or after a hard workout, I'm like, oh, man, I'm exhausted. No. No, I still feel fresh. Vitaminenergy.com is the website. Got Florida State folks running it. Use the promo code WARCHANTBOGO. Again, WARCHANT, B-O-G-O. Buy any item, get an item of equal or lesser value for free. So the whole BOGO thing means buy one, get one. But in this case, it's not like buy one, get one, 20% off or 30% off. You get it for free. So take advantage over at vitaminenergy.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, Corey, so we're 4-0 by week. Take out Virginia Tech 5, Syracuse 6. I know I said Duke the other day, I think, is one of the three toughest ACC teams on your schedule. Let's go Let's go ahead and say we're 8, right? Like, what do you feel more nervous about, at Pitt or Miami if you're still undefeated? Because they're going to want to play spoiler. And yeah. I don't know, at that point... The crazy thing is at that point, man, you're 9-0, and 10-0. You lose one of those games, and then, you know, if you can't pull it off in Charlotte in a rematch against a Clemson, let's say, then, like, everything has kind of gone sideways. But which, which of those games do you think would be more 
more trappish if you're rolling undefeated, number two in the nation at Pitt or Miami? Does it feel like right now? I I would say Miami, but that's you know the, my that's kind of my life, my childhood mm. rearing its ugly head. You know what I mean? Like that's that's a lot of memories of being ranked really high and then losing at home to Miami or losing to Miami in general. So I I would I think that would be the more nervous is because look if you lose at Pitt, it would be awful. It'd be a terrible loss. Um, you wouldn't feel good about it, but at least it wouldn't be Miami. Like you would hate for Miami to spoil a magical season. Yeah. That would be you just. If, if one team is going to spoil it, you'd much rather be Pitt. And, and on the road at Heinz Field or whatever they call that now. Um, you know, I think, Clemson, that happened to Clemson. You were like, Clemson would lose the Pitt or Syracuse in those first yeah, few years. So they'd still figure still, out a way yeah. to get to the championship game, though, yeah. usually. But, yeah, yeah, yeah they would. That's what um, so, yeah, I, I, would, I would be a little more nervous about Miami at home. Um, because, frankly, last year, like I, like I said, I, other than the NC State game, I thought this team played better away from home. Um, and they've proven they can play. I mean, they play – they're locked down at, on the road. They play really well on the road. I wouldn't be worried about a pit. If you're, if you're number two in the country and you're even better than we thought you were going to be, I wouldn't be worried about some rabid crowd at, in Pittsburgh. It's, you know, it's not the Bengals or the Ravens coming to town. It's, they don't care about college I'm, football. I'm there. more about Narduzzi. I think Narduzzi would like really – he'd stay up a little bit longer, pop a little mm. – pop some vitamin energies, although we wouldn't give him the buy one and get one free. I just think yeah, he would gotta... he would totally – that would be his, like, Waterloo moment, I feel like. Because, I mean, I don't know, Pitt hasn't had a huge opportunity like that in a, since he's been there. But um, they did it. Uh, they did it to Miami a few years ago. Miami was that's crazy. Right. Yeah, 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 they, yeah. Miami was number two in the country. With they lost three in a row. And, yeah, see, that's what he lost. does. That's what he does. Man, he just figures out a way when it matters most. This Florida State team is better than that Miami team. Though. Correct. So Correct. that's. I would I, again. I would not be incredibly worried about that if they're ten and zero and are you know again health health luck injury luck um, taking that into account. But yeah, man, those are. Um, but again, I, I think. I think at Pitt should be a tougher game. I think the point spread will be much different than at home against Miami if things break the certain way. But what are we, nine months, ten months away from those games? It's hard to know exactly yeah. what these teams are going to be. But right now, as we talk at the end of January, um, I think Pitt is at, at Pitt is clearly a, probably a tougher game. But, you know, we'll see. We'll see. I've been wrong before nine months mm. before the season started. Oh, that'd be crazy to get the, the pit line is just really something stinky and it's like, no, they know something we don't know. Uh, but I don't anticipate. I'm excited. I mean, we haven't been back there since uh, Jameis. Yeah. His first game. I mean, that's cool that uh, 10 years later, you make the, it'll be the 10 year anniversary. You make the return trip to, to Pittsburgh. Um, You're going to drive? Yeah, so uh, I drove there. I don't know if I'll go to that one. We'll see. And then there's Boston too. So we got at Boston and at Pittsburgh. That's a, that's a Irish Chauffel joint though, Boston, right? Oh, sure. Well, Jeff was talking about he and Tom going up there because the Red Sox play the Yankees that weekend. I'm like, all right, man, good oh. luck. Good, good luck getting one of those tickets. Um, and plus, I don't. who wants to go to that series? I, wanted, I was hoping the Red Sox would be playing like the, the Mariners or the yeah. Marlins or Twins something. So or something yeah. the tickets would be easier to come by. Um, but, yeah, so those are two cool trips at Boston and at, uh, and at Pittsburgh. And then you've got Winston, great Winston-Salem. Yeah, Sunny Hill. Get to go Winston-Salem again, yeah. And that, I, that was, I, I did think that one, too. Like, we're taking for granted that they're going to handle Wake Forest because Sam Hartman's not there anymore, and they lost a lot of dudes off that offense, a lot of dudes. But you haven't beaten Wake Forest in a good long while. And it is at Wake Forest, and you don't traditionally play well there ever. Um, so uh, that, that, could be a that could be a tricky one, too. 
three games, Skid. Don't, no, no, don't exaggerate. Don't be so hyperbolic. It's only been like three times. When was the last time they beat them? 18. Willie Taggart beat them. Really? Yeah. Oh, so he lost in 19. Yeah, so. that was the that, Aguayo yeah, the, kick in the rain. Yeah. Yep, yep, okay. We dodged them in 20. We would have That would not have been pretty. And no, then 21, not. 22, not yeah. our way. I'm disappointed there's no midweek game. I don't know midweek's the right adjective to use, but other than the LSU game Sunday, that's still not really midweek. I'm bummed there's no Thursday or Friday game on the slate. I know there's whatever. There were some of the teams have Thursday games, or is it all just yeah? I didn't. I there most of them were Thursdays. I noticed, which yeah. was odd. I don't. I, I I'd like to know like the reasoning there because they they clearly went away from it in recent years and made them most of these ACC games Friday night games because they didn't want to compete with the NFL. But I guess this year they decided, screw it. We'll, we'll throw Virginia and Louisville on a Thursday night. We don't care. We'll Syracuse and Virginia Tech. Miami, Bethune, Cookman. Like, there are a lot of Thursday night games. There might have been a couple of Friday night games, but for what I saw, most of them were, were Thursday night games, which I'm cool with. Like, uh, I, I get why you don't want to do it because you're competing with the NFL, but it's Virginia and Louisville, you know? It's or Syracuse and Virginia Tech. Like, it's, you know, you're it's people – I don't know that people even on Friday nights are going to be, you know, on the TV. Like, what am I going to watch? I guess I'll watch Syracuse and Virginia Tech. Like, but yeah, I, I was. I thought maybe Florida State at Wake would be a Friday night game, um, but it was not. They don't have. Yeah, they their only non Saturday game was uh, the first was, um, one. It's the yeah. first one against LSU, where everybody would be watching that one. Yeah, well, I, I like the Thursday Friday games. They uh, help break up the monotony of life and such. I should have done the research on this core. I, I would imagine. Virginia Tech, October 7th. That's got to be the latest home conference opener ever, maybe. That's that's a while to go to, to start off your conference play at home. But maybe not not, not make a big deal out of it, just kind of a weird uh, observation. And then Miami's schedule. What are they doing down there? They got Miami of Ohio, the return game against A&M, Bethune-Cookman and Temple, then an off week, and then they finally start conference play on October 7th. Like, Florida State will already have two games under their belt in conference. Now, they're both on the road, but right. Miami's going to go all the way up until October 7th before even playing a conference game. That's wild. And what if they're actually Yeah, that right? is crazy. Imagine if Florida State plays them, too. Well, like, what if Miami's back? What if the U is back and we have to play them again in Charlotte? Well, away, that's something, right? That could happen. Twice or, in, you know, in a month. Yeah, twice in a month. Uh, yeah, and, I, and it is, like, if, Jeff brought this up on the live show, too. Like, if, if Miami and Florida were they what they were, or, if, or just how it was in the 90s, imagine having to play Miami, North Alabama, and Florida in a three-week stretch. Now, obviously, North Alabama isn't much, but Miami and Florida, essentially back-to-back, uh, isn't the easiest stretch. And it, I mean, you got two rivalry games in the span of three weeks. That's uh, that can be a tough ass to get up there. Now you do have a North Alabama in the middle. And it, but I, I, then I was reminded. I reminded myself actually. He's like, oh yeah, they did that two years ago. Like they played Miami. The fourth and fourteen was yeah. Miami. Then they played at Boston College and they played at Florida. So you know, it's happened. I get. I think maybe this is going to be the routine every other year with Miami on the schedule. Maybe they're always going to be the last. Or second to last home, maybe the last home game, but they're going to be playing in November. They're always going to be playing Florida and Miami in November. So I don't know. I just I wonder how much of that's Miami not being successful. Because again, the reason the Clemson is so front loaded is because the possibility of these two teams locking horns again. Like if Miami was anywhere near the delusion their fans thought they were close to achieving back, like I don't, I do not think they would. They'd put them that far back in November. I think they'd put them somewhere in October. Yeah, maybe. Want to risk maybe, it. but they it realize is, you know, Miami's not back. Everybody. 
Okay. Thinking so, about no, they're not back. They might never get back. I, you know, I, thinking about that Clemson game though again, uh, because I think that's that's the one game, right? You wanted to know if there were going to be any uh, yeah. non-Saturday games. I guess you wanted to know when the road trips would be, but the main one was Clemson. When yes. are you going to play Clemson? Yes. And the, if you look at it from a football standpoint, they are breaking in a new quarterback. Now he has some experience. He gets three games to ramp up for Florida State. Uh, he gets, uh, I think, Duke. Correct. And then we Monday. talked about, yeah, Charleston Southern and FAU. Yep. So not the toughest competition in the world, but you know, there's there's plenty of reason to think that he might, if he's as good as they think he is, he might be lights out in November. He might still be struggling. He's you know starting a game at Florida State's top ten and Clemson's top ten, and the whole world's watching. There's that's a different deal than playing FAU. Um, that'll be a big like. Meanwhile, Florida State will have already played LSU, so they've already been on this stage. Um, now he's having to adjust to go from Charleston Southern and FAU to Florida State. Um, so maybe that's an advantage. You know the 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 disadvantage is he gets some confidence. You know you know what I mean. He's not starting with LSU. He's not going to have a game where he has one well, pick and four or Duke four picks tricky. and a touchdown. Mike Elko, Mike Elko might be yeah. able to confuse. Yeah, that but they're not they're bit. not losing to Duke. So right. he might have a tough game though. But then even if he does, he's going to rebound against Charleston Southern and FAU and feel good about himself or better. Um, now it might be fool's gold, but he won't be lacking. Like I can't play this. I can't play this position. Uh, he won't be lacking for confidence when he plays Florida State. But he probably wouldn't have been if you played him in late October either. Um, that said, as I make the point of he might be a different-looking quarterback in November than he is the the last week of September, well, there's a good chance you'll have to see him in December. So if he does improve and you are able to take advantage and win that, or if he's you are able to take advantage of him being still a little green and you win the first matchup, well, it might be a different Clemson team you see the second time around. Um, and honestly, man, if you beat LSU, it really doesn't matter what you do at Clemson. If you can beat LSU, you have a pass to lose a game. You have a free get-out-of-jail card where you can lose at Death Valley because if you take care of business the rest of the way, you will see Clemson again, and if you beat Clemson that time in a neutral setting, then you're, you, I think you're probably still got at least a decent chance of being in the playoff. You'll be the ACC champs either way, yes. but you also will be 12-1 and one with wins over Clemson and LSU. So you got a pretty darn good shot of getting into the playoff that way. Now, clearly, we're way, way, way away from that. But I'm just saying that if you beat LSU, it makes that, it, it, it makes that first Clemson game in, or in late September not obsolete. You clearly want to win that game. You, don't, you haven't won up there in 10 years. But it makes it less meaningful than if you lose that LSU game. Because if you lose that LSU game, you've got to win at Death Valley. Looking at some of the teams on the schedule, what they have before they play Florida State. So you got to go at Wake. Wake will have played Pitt the week before Florida State. I think a lot of teams play Pitt before Florida State. Yeah. Like three different teams. Pitt and NC State, I think. When Florida State plays Pitt, uh, Pitt will have come off a road contest at Notre Dame. There you so go. That, that, that feels pretty good too, uh, and then Duke. Duke's got NC State before they play Florida State, so those are like three of the more maybe tricky ACC games. We think obviously Clemson's at the top, but Clemson's got those non-conference games. So, and who does Miami have before Florida State? Miami's going to be at Raleigh. Yeah, so they got NC State too. Um, I think Wake. Did you say Wake has Wake's Pitt? Pitt. They're the team that's got Pitt yeah. before they play the. Knowles. I think Syracuse might have Pitt. Oh, at uh, Chapel Hill. At Chapel oh, okay, Hill. yeah, yeah. So yeah, they, no, I don't think any of them have a bye. 
Um, the only team, like I don't like, I looked at the Boston College. They do this chart where they have all the teams logos of who you're yeah, playing I'm in the there. little square yeah that's I, do. I don't know who boston college is playing that second week holy cross come on there Corey. you go sorry man i didn't recognize the logo you i couldn't recognize the logo Corey Lockbaum. <laughs> yes shout out <laughs> see i didn't even know that you taught me i got it i didn't know that one yeah they got northern illinois week one and then they play holy cross at home and then they have florida state and then they so. have florida state so that's a pretty big jump in jump in uh competition too all right, we've looked at the schedule pretty much every way you possibly can. Just to recap, again, Florida State starts the season off Sunday, Labor Day weekend in Orlando versus LSU. Then they are at home on the 9th of September against Southern Miss. Back-to-back road games at Boston College, then at Clemson on the 16th and 23rd of September. By week, three-game homestand, Virginia Tech, Syracuse, Duke. Two games on the road, Wake Forest, Pitt. And then you close out the season, three games in the state of Florida, host Miami, host North Alabama at Gainesville. So there it is. Corey laid it out nice, too. The LSU game, a lot riding on that one. A lot riding on that one. Yes. Yes, indeed. And, well, we knew that before uh, Monday night, though, didn't we? And I also think, like, any way you slice it, any way you shake it, if you're 3-1 and one at the end of September, everything's still in front of you. Oh, yeah. yeah. Everything is still in front of you. You can afford a loss in modern-day college football, especially against top-10 teams and still have everything in front of you. You just can't. And you could be 2-2 two and two and still be ACC champs, go to New Year's Six Bowl, finish in the top seven in the country. You can't win a national championship that way. Maybe that's too far-fetched anyway for this team still on the climb. I don't know. But I do know that if you're 3-1 and one at the end of September, every single goal you have is still there. You just can't lose both of them. Or to Southern Miss. Heck, you can lose to Southern Miss as, you're, as long as you're 3-1 and one at the end of September, baby. It don't matter. It don't matter. You can f- somehow lose at home to Southern Miss and still uh, win the national championship. Yeah, I was going to try to give it some juice. I mean, their their head coach used to be coordinator under Norvell, but remember who was it? There was somebody. Yeah, Georgia Tech, right? Georgia Tech. Uh, Chip Long was like mm-hmm. yeah. Norvell's right hand man. He'd, yeah, that didn't help out the that didn't help it out did the Jackets. Not, so not not at all. Yeah. All right. Uh, plenty more over at Warchant.com. Seminal headlines coming up later today as well. Yes. Yeah, correct. And the Knowles got a big commitment, right? Big, yeah. uh, big, the last, I assume he's the last commit of 2023? At least on high school, from the high school level, yes. Yeah, that's what I meant, yeah. Dylan Brown-Turner, Mike Langston, Michael Langston, who's on vacation, will give us a, a breakdown of that. And a little bit of an audible live show Thursday, we're thinking Thursday. Okay. Thinking yep. Thursday. All right. All right. Cool we that can court? do that. We can do that. Before we get to Michael, though, you need to get over to MyBookie.ag. It's Super Bowl week almost. Two weeks of it. Although, hey, by the way, Philadelphia's PR guy said he probably can't get us anybody. It's too tough. But I'm going <laughs> to. Oh, well. I don't know. I'm, I'm still going to try to guilt the KC guy. He's the guy that I try to talk to you before. Use that promo code WARCHANT over at MyBookie.ag. Instant cash back bonus will come your way. It is Super Bowl week-ish. Kind of. It's Pro Bowl week. But anyhow, Corey, there's, there's some fun props here. Which one do you want? You want Gatorade shower? Uh, national anthem length, uh, Super Bowl coin toss, or MVP. Which one do you want me to go to? This I week? want to bet on the Pro Bowl. Do we have any Pro Bowl? No Pro Bowl odds? props. Not yet. Oh, not man, yet what? That's not fair. That's not fun. What's the length of the national anthem? Length of the national anthem is two minutes and three seconds. Chris Under. Stapleton. Under. Chris Stapleton is not singing that thing for over two minutes. Oh, come on. No chance. Oh. Under. He'll do that part, but then he's going to roll through the middle part, and I don't think he's going to hold that last note. He's not one of those singers. 
I don't think he's going to hold that last note for 25 seconds or anything. How about the flyover? Will the aircraft fly over in under or over four and a half seconds? Under, right? Like, what, what are they flying? What is it, a blimp? Yeah. Well, yeah, was it a parachute guy? I, yeah, I would say over in that. Or, uh, sorry, under. Under four and a half seconds. It's all there for you, folks. Have fun with it. If you don't know who's going to win the game, there's all sorts of props to have fun with over at mybookie.ag. Use that promo code WARCHAMP. Michael Langston, talking recruiting, coming up right after this. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Portal's pretty quiet right about now. Michael, you were covering junior days uh, for mm-hmm. like the last three weekends. Figured you can go off into the sunset, have a little bit of time off. But 2023 is not over in terms of the signing class. That signing day is coming up here on February, or rather the first Wednesday of February, Michael. But why wait till Wednesday? Florida State got some good news on Monday, huh? Yeah, and uh, that was the thing. Uh, you know, t- uh, Linebacker Dylan uh, Brown-Turner committed to FSU from South Oak uh, Hills, uh, a guy that, uh, you know, in the Dallas area that they, they liked, they recruited for a while. Dylan actually told me uh, when I interviewed with him on uh, late, late, uh, you know, Saturday night after his official visit that, hey, uh, I'm going to probably do it Wednesday. Dylan said, forget that, man. I'm just going to do it today. I'm not even going to let Mike get to North Carolina on the vacation. I want to make sure. So uh, he did it before I left yet, so it's good. Um, but, you know, definitely a, a guy they coveted guy they wanted a guy that plays kind of a he can play strong safety to outside linebacker to a hybrid type of linebacker so I think that's what attracted a lot of the FSU staff to him I think all of them really really coveted and liked this guy he did a I think an in-home with FSU and Norvell and Adam Fuller and Randy Shannon and, and all these coaches uh he did an in-home with him and they just really kept track of this guy throughout the year and then I think on December 24th on Christmas Eve they they offered him officially, and then after that, things started picking up. Dylan even admitted to me, like when in our interview on Saturday night, that you know FSU was the one of the three schools that you know dream offer wise that he wanted. I think he mentioned LSU and Texas as the other two teams, but he's like, once I got that offer, it just felt like a dream come true. Then he visited. People can read about all the story. He was really detailed about everything they showed him. Parents loved it. Um, Certainly uh, connected with a lot of the players. He hung out with Tatum Bethune, Kalen Deloach a lot, and even DJ Lundy. They spent a lot of time with him, and they basically told him, like, look, if you're ready to work, uh, you will have no problems. And I think this guy is a a guy with a lot of length. His frame looks really good when I saw him in person. Six foot one, 209 is what uh, Dylan told me he measured in at, at on the FSU official visit. Um, and I think they just love everything about this guy that he can – He's not going to be, you know, a first-year guy that you have to come in there. But FSU is returning all three starters. But you do need some depth. You do need a guy with more length. And I think the attraction was those things. And then also adding a guy that has the speed that Dylan has. He's a very, very fast player uh, for for a guy. His size uh, runs very well. It's going to add a lot to that speed department. We know that FSU has been trying to do more with, uh, you know, getting more speed into that group. Um, you know, certainly Kalen Deloach is fast, but outside of him, I don't think there's a lot of ton of guys that are 
really fast line to line uh, like uh, like a Dylan Brown Turner. So I think this kind of I think it was just a match made in heaven of a fit that they felt all year that um, this is one they wanted and and they certainly went after it and guy that gets off blocks really well instincts are really good uh, locks up and measures up very good on tackles very good tackler in space as people can see with all these clips and just a guy I think is, is, is the fit that they need because as I said you got three starters returning you just need somebody that you can develop at your own speed and your own pace do I think it's going to be the first year probably not probably the second year or third year but you don't need them right away you know, Michael, just to play devil's advocate, though, you know, I don't know where they're at in terms of numbers, but I know they're I think they're above 85 right now. Um, I don't know if this means they're done looking at linebacker completely, but I mean, could they have been a little bit more selective or do you think they just like him that much? They think he's kind of like a, a diamond in the rough that they've they've caught on and LSU and Texas just don't realize how good he can be. I just think they've covered him for so long that they've done so much extensive research. And I think they're going to still go after a portal linebacker because I think there's likely going to be attrition on on the FSU roster after the spring. You know, some guys are going to see like, hey, I'm not going to get the job. So I think they're going to add a, a productive guy more than likely. And I think this guy just fits everything you know, they want, you know, as far as a guy they can develop for four years, you know, coming to the system. They already have an up-and-coming guy I like a lot, Nomar Graham. You're bringing in Blake Nicholson. Um, DeMarco Ward's also there. And then you have some several guys that they're pretty high on. So, <clears throat> but I think with this guy, this was just the one that they they've coveted um, for several months that they they felt like once they did all their checking, all their research, all their intel and all the background of of his skill set and his character. I spent a lot of time with this kid. I was extremely impressed when I when I talked with him and just the things he the way he was coming across, the way he was saying things, the way, you know, the things were as far as um, almost like a chip on the shoulder the way he plays. He's like, I'm going to show everyone just how good. And I think he has a lot of confidence of what he is. And I think FSU has a lot of confidence in what he is. And I think the character and the culture fit, we always talk about, I think those things are vital when FSU looks at, you know, adding a, a final piece for the high school, you know, recruitment. Cause I think this is going to be the final high school guy. I think uh, the rest are going to be portal. And uh, I certainly don't think they're done uh, with a portal. I think, uh, like I said, with linebacker, I could see them adding another one. Obviously they want a top safety. There's no question about that. They want a safety. And so I think you'll see uh, you know, FSU still be active with the portal when that May window hits. But I think with Dylan, he just fit everything. He checked off all the boxes that really stood out to them uh, as far as um, you know, getting a gym late that they felt like uh, they feel like they're getting a steal. You know, I think that that's the way FSU views it. All right. That is the 18th commitment for Florida State's 2023 high school class, which is now 20th on the on three uh, team consensus rankings. Dylan Brown, Turner linebacker out of Texas, commits to Florida State. Uh, what sort of offers? Uh, I'll, I'll, North Texas, one of the offers there, but uh, obviously was trying to get some offers and some love from LSU and Texas. I'm, so high aspirations. Yeah, I'm actually going to talk to him later tonight. I'm, I, I've heard that there was three other, four other Power Five teams that were also showing some interest, but FSU was was the most consistent. But I want to see what you know Dylan has to say about that when we talk. You do a q and a i'm gonna do that's my last beat a uh, bit of uh work for you guys until in the probably march but uh i think um i'm gonna hit him up uh, we'll talk a little later and you have dive into that but uh as i said i know some fans they're like hey i don't like it average whatever uh, they're gonna view it average but it's not the way fsu uh, looks at it they covered this kid a lot and they and they showed it the way they recruited him and 
Um, and now they got it done. And so they have uh, three linebackers in the high school market uh, for this 2023 class now. All right. Stay connected to warchant.com. Check out the PRB. Michael, as you said, will uh, effort to get a Q&A with the latest commitment for Florida State. Dylan Brown Turner, again, linebacker out of Texas, 2023 class. So uh, he's a guy uh, that will be here, we imagine, in the summer. So yeah, uh, Florida State keeps things working here, even though Michael's trying to get away for a few days. <laughs> Michael, we appreciate it, man. You got it. And he will sign, by the way, February 1st. So uh, it'll be official then. Uh, so uh, just to keep track, something to keep track for you guys. And um, certainly anything else, uh, while even I'm on, away on vacation, I'll, I'll pop in if there's something developing uh, outside of that. You know, like I said, hit the like button, guys. Make sure you follow all our team guys and Ira, Corey, all those guys do a phenomenal job. We got a lot of stuff coming up. Thanks again, as always, to Michael Langston. We will be covering some baseball practice later today, so stay connected to WarChant.com. We'll uh, speak to Coach Link Jarrett, a couple players, I assume, seminal headlines, 1 to 3 o'clock as well, and plenty more schedule reaction over on WarChant.com. We will probably be back with a Thursday program, and then we'll do a live show Thursday as well for your Friday show. Be on the lookout. Subscribe to the podcast, and then you don't have to worry about this sort of stuff. I'd appreciate it, please. For Corey and Michael, I'm Aslan. Thank you for listening to Wake Up War Champ, presented by the Corner Pocket Bar and Grill.